Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition. I'm your host, Taylor Brown, the editor of Club Solutions Magazine. Today, my guest is Lance Freeman. He's the president of Franchise Development of Exponential Brands. Our conversation is really focused around his 25 years in this industry, how he ended up with Exponential, and really what sets Exponential apart from other franchise offerings in this industry. It really is a powerhouse brand, and if you're interested in franchising, it's definitely a must listen to. Welcome, Lance. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. To kick things off, you've been in this industry for over 25 years, so I'd love for you to just kind of introduce yourself, maybe share a bit about your background and what led you to Exponential. Sure. As you'll talk to a lot of people in the industry, like myself, I say I always I fell into this in 94 mm-hmm. and I uh, was working for an original entrepreneur of a franchise concept at that time. So I became an early franchisee in that system. Uh, my parents invested with me in my first franchise at that time. This is in the uh, kind of mid-90s. And I grew that you know, one studio and then opened a second and then subsequently uh, six studios in that system. In those days, uh, master franchises were more prominent. So I bought what's called the master franchise, uh, where you're essentially in partnership with the franchisor and you develop a, a DMA. And then you support those as the teeter-totter tips after you get more open. So I had uh, almost 50 stores in a market. So I had that business for about a decade, a little over a decade, and then was approached by a private equity firm that wanted to buy my business. And so uh, initially wasn't interested in selling as I was doing real well, but the number, you know, the multiples kept getting better and the number got to a place where I felt like, you know, I'd take a nice, a nice, uh, a nice check and then uh, go build something else. And so that's what I did. I figured out at that point that what I really, I think, enjoyed or what sparked me the most was uh, developing, you know, developing brands and and uh, uh, joined a, a development group and, and started to develop emerging concepts that basically, you know, were highly scalable. And, and I really liked the kind of health and wellness sector. I'm a kinesiology and, and, and business major um, by background. So I wanted to kind of stay in, in the area where I'm passionate and then met this uh, gentleman by the name of Anthony Geisler, who was buying this little no-name brand called Club Pilates with a few dozen licenses <laughs> at the time. And this is about 10 years ago now. And so our company at that time developed uh, Club Pilates to about 500 studios. And Anthony, you know, was is such an incredible operator. Uh, and we were doing a great job with the development that he decided to, to you know buy our company and then birthed the kind of the exponential master plan, I like to call it. The idea behind it was we knew we had a really strong operating system in Club Pilates that we could overlay across other modalities or verticals, if you will, in in the boutique fitness realm and really be able to allow members to kind of snack and cheat in in our brands. And that way all tides would rise. And really uh, the goal was to set out to really build the biggest boutique, you know, health and wellness company in the world. And Today, we we are just that. Uh, we sit at about 6,000 licenses uh, globally awarded. Uh, we're in 20 countries today. Uh, we have 3,000 stores operating across 10 brands domestically in the U.S. and continuing to grow. So that, and uh, so I'm kind of a kid kid in a candy store, if you will, being a, you know, a partner in Exponential as you gather. Uh, this has been a part of my life for almost 30 years now. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
And as you mentioned, Exponential is described as the largest global franchiser of boutique fitness brands. So what sets your company apart from other players in the industry? I know you have multiple brands, multiple units, you're all kind of riding as one, but what other unique aspects do you have? Well, I think there's a lot of unique aspects to, you know, our our company and, and strengths that we provide to our franchise partners. You know, one is clearly just power the parent, I like to say, you know, and so if you join a system traditionally, you know, you're part of one system. So you have the benefits of learnings of you know, franchisees in that system. As a franchisee in an exponential brand, you have the benefits of learnings of of nine other brands and franchisees in all of those systems. So that's just, you know, a, a sheer, I call it brain trust that we have, you know, to with great ideas coming in from different systems that many times are applicable to the system, a different system. And so, you know, that's, that's a, a big benefit. I think another one is just really resources, you know, um, now as a publicly traded company, we have really un, unlimited financial resources to provide tremendous support for our franchise partners. And those things go a long way in ensuring the success of, of, of a franchisee in their business. As an example, you know, we can, we spend millions of dollars every year on this company called Buxton and they do all this segmentation and what we call uh, psychodemographic modeling to ensure that we're going into the right markets, that we are you know, selecting territories that have enough primary core customers to support a thriving studio. We know how far those members travel to get to our services so that we don't have cannibalization in our system. So it's kind of doing it right from the get-go. And, and we have that data even before we award our first franchise license when we roll out a new concept where a lot of emerging brands and not throwing shade on them, but they just don't have the resources to do that research up front. So they kind of end up later with those, oh, oh, we didn't know what we didn't know at the time. So, you know, now on our 10th brand and, and soon to be, you know, 11th and 12th, as we continue to grow, we have all these learnings of these other 10 brands that really, again, take the guesswork out of a, of a new franchisee coming into our system um, and the franchisers not having to kind of learn as they go, if you will. So those are big benefits, I think, for franchisees. I do think we really look at our company. It's larger, dif you know, differentiator, I guess I would say, is that, you know, we are really a sales and marketing kind of engine, if you will, masked as, you know, X, what, 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 whatever modality we're in. So I think sometimes people get caught up in the widget, I call it, or the workout itself. And I do believe our IP or intellectual property, you know, is, is stands apart from really anything else in the marketplace for each of our verticals. But at the end of the day, how we drive the business is really how we truly win in the market against, you know, independence and, and any other, you know, franchise models. I kind of liken it to, you know, Starbucks and, and uh, again, no shade on Starbucks is espresso, but I don't feel they're winning on espresso. Um, and I feel that there's probably mom and pops that have better espresso, but they're winning on a superior business model that really brings coffee, if you will, or espresso, you know, um, to the market as a distribution channel. And that's what we're really doing in fitness and wellness with our concepts is we're, we're really bringing a better distribution channel to bring yoga or Pilates or indoor cycling or whatever modality we're into the market and, and really win against other, other concepts um, in those spaces. So uh, I could go on and on, but there's a lot of differentiators, I think, in how we really drive the business. You know, probably one of the bigger ones, just any of our business models is that it's experiential. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, the consumer today is looking for an experience more, more than anything. They're looking really to be a part of a community, to have fun and to get results, of course. And so 
you know, our, our, our businesses are all very experientially driven versus kind of transactionally, if you will. And again, that's, that's what the market you know, wants is I always kind of, again, use the analogy of it's, it's like watching a action movie on your big screen at, in your, at, at home or, or watching it, you know, in an IMAX theater, the experience is just, you know, not even comparable. And that's really how we drive our business. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of intention and knowledge really behind your brand and the support you can provide. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you mentioned that you have various brands. Can you give us kind of an overview of your brands and the type of experiences they provide? Sure. Yeah. I would say we're just about in every, what I would consider core modality in health and wellness and fitness today. I don't know that there's any that we haven't touched yet, but we're we're in uh, Pilates, obviously with Club Pilates. Uh, We are in what we call indoor cycling with Cycle Bar. Uh, we are in bar with Pure Bar, uh, which is a, a bar brand. It's kind of an isometric workout. We are in uh, yoga, obviously with Yoga Six. We are in group resistance training with Body Fit Training. We are in dedicated stretching with a, a concept called Stretch Lab, which is really our one of our only today what we call non-fitness traditional brands. It is what it sounds like. It's you know de- dedicated to stretching, if you will. We have a concept called Stride, which, as you might get, guess, it's a walk run or walk, jog, run, you know, treadmill-based workout concept. <clears throat> and then we're also in a, a concept called AKT, which is a, a dance-based HIIT workout, high-intensity interval training workout, to name a few. I think, oh, one other one we have is Row House, which of course is a rowing brand that we have. So kind of every core modality in fitness, we've got it covered at this point. And so, you know, our goal was to really set out and capture, really capture all, all of those modalities so that, again, we know today that about 53% of the market attends three or more boutique fitness concepts a month, believe it or not. And so, you know, that was part of the genesis of Exponential, knowing that that is the market. Actually, 92% attend more than one concept a month. So we felt like if we can get all of these members in our own ecosystem, then uh, again, all of our tides rise, you know, by, by doing so. So we either wanted to be in really the best emerging modality or the biggest and kind of the you know, the baddest, if you will, brand. And so as an example, with Stretch Lab, that's a blossoming space. It's in the in the dedicated stretching and wellness sector, but there wasn't there weren't many large established brands there yet. So we bought Stretch Lab literally with three studios intact and started to roll that out, you know, uh, in the U.S. and then now globally. And today we sit at 900 licenses awarded, approaching a thousand and over 400 studios open. So the largest uh, brand there in it's in that space by a mammoth gap, you know, versus looking at like a pure bar, you know, we knew we wanted to be in the bar vertical as that was a really core modality, but you had, you know, you already had some established brands there. So we we really felt that Pure Bar was the best brand with the best IP and, and the largest footprint. So we acquired that one uh, to, to start to continue to finish uh, building that one out to add it to our portfolio. So very different acquisitions, you know, one with three units in place and the other with 500 units operating. So we can kind of go either way in, in looking at these uh, modalities. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of options to choose from. And there are a lot of people who are interested in owning franchises or their own studio. So how does one, what's this process look like with Exponential? How do you support people who want to be a part of this process? Oh, we support them in a number of ways. And first, uh, for a candidate, if you will, or investor that, as you said, wants to consider buying a franchise, we help them go through what's called, an we call it an educational process 
first to learn again more about the brand, the the IP, how it's differentiated against other brands in the marketplace, its unit economics, what the initial investment is, returns that they can expect as they can validate that with franchisees in the system, things of that nature to help them make an informed decision if this is the right match for them. They have to be approved, of course, by us as well uh, and meet our requirements of what we're looking for in a franchise partner. But if we both feel it's a good match, then we will award them a franchise license. After transaction, if we bring on a new partner that we approve and that wants to join our family, that's where the support really kicks in. And uh, we're really proud of our supported exponential and, and and might say that, again, that's one of our differentiators, as we were talking earlier, that we feel that we really do provide support that's well above what I would consider the franchise standard. I'll give you a, a couple of examples, in fact, but um, as an example with HR or, or with hiring employees, and again, this is not to throw shade on other franchisors, but just from a philosophy standpoint, most franchisors will give use some standard operating procedures on proper hiring practices, but then it is your obligation to go out and hire your employees because the franchisor typically does not want to be involved with that because they feel that if something, if an employee that they recommended didn't work out, then they feel that's a liability on them. We look at it from the opposite lens that we've hired over 80,000 instructors in our business models to date. So the bigger liability for us is not helping, you know, a new partner with those things. So we actually recruit literally every employee in from front to back in the, in the business for our, our partners. Uh, we help going through resumes, interviewing staff, training everything, and actually make recommendations on who we think their best hires would be. At the end of the day, it's, it's the franchisee's business to make those decisions ultimately. But again, those that follow our recommendations tend to do really well, obviously. So, you know, that's an example of one aspect of support that we provide. We do that with real estate. We do that with marketing. We do that with every aspect of helping our new franchisees get into business with us and ramp those businesses up to making money as quickly as possible. So there's a lot that goes into that. I think, again, our experience and how to properly support franchise partners plays a big part in that. Whereas again, you know, younger franchisors, they're still kind of figuring out how to properly support partners. And, and if they're growing rapidly, sometimes, you know, there's some growing pains there, right? So we have tremendous leadership, a lot of experience in supporting literally thousands of units operating today. So we've got great leadership experience and then resources that we can do that, you know, and, and so those things all really add up to, it's a lot of comfort for a new franchisee coming into a system that's never owned their own business before that we provide all the tools or kind of a blueprint for success as long as they follow our play. Yeah, of course. And I know you mentioned that there is a financial requirement standard they need to meet. What other characteristics do you look for in potential franchisee? Great question. <laughs> this might sound funny, but we really look for people that want to leverage our our playbook, as we like to call it, meaning if we feel that someone is going to be a deviator and want to kind of do their own thing, that they typically aren't the best fit for a franchise concept because your top performing owners in any franchise system, for that matter, are not doing anything different. In fact, they're really just following the, the plan closer than everybody else. And so we look for folks that really want to leverage our, our blueprint. So we kind of have you know some red flags go up if we feel that we have a candidate that's really shows that they really want to change the plan and are, are wanting to deviate. We like obviously people that have good leadership skills as this is a business that we typically, what we call it is semi-absentee 
What that means is we don't expect our owner to be in the day-to-day -day operations. We don't expect them to be teaching class or, or answering the phones or, you know, cleaning the equipment. So these models are in general driven by a, or a general manager. So the, the owner needs to be able to manage the manager and manage the business by the, the key performance indicators in the business. And so we want, you know, professionals that can typically, again, have good leadership skills to manage manager and, and execute on those, those tactics, but they don't need to have, again, any, you know, certifications or connection with fitness or those types of things. It's a business you first. And, and that's, so that's what we're looking for from a, an owner and, and someone that we're going to obviously, I know it sounds idealistic, but enjoy working with, and that we're you're not going to be kind of, you know, fighting over, you know, uh, minor things. So those are things that we kind of evaluate in the educational process. Are we going to have a good partner, a good working relationship, someone that can be a good leader in their business, someone that uh, will attract a good labor pool and, and a labor pool will want to work for, you know, over a long period of time. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I know exponentials had so much growth and it's just kept growing, it seems, but can you kind of share what the future plan is? Where do you hope to see exponential go? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, we are public, publicly traded. We went public at our IPO in July of 21. And so, you know, we actually just recently reported forecast through 2026. Uh, we expect to this year, um, as we did last year, open over 500 studios. In fact, projections are between 540 to 560 studios that will open this year, which is almost unheard of in, in franchising to open that many studios a year. So we projected we'll do the same thing over the next couple of years. So we'll continue to grow by opening more studios. You know, we have about 3000 licenses that are what we call, you know, snow sold, not open licenses that will be uh, in the development process and opening that. So they've already been awarded. So they're just in the development process at this stage. So we, we know those will be opening. We have a continued focus on increasing our AUVs, fancy way of saying average unit volume or gross revenue in our studio. So we want to continue to help our, our existing partners drive their gross revenues, you know, higher and also improve on their, their margins. So um, just continue to improve on their profitability in their businesses, although you know, that's always a, a key for us. And then, you know, we'll continue to focus on our B2B relationships. Um, you, if you probably saw uh, very recently, we uh, had some some more strategic partnerships that we announced one with Gym Pass, and there's something like 15,000 memberships that are individuals there that we can potentially bring into our system. So things like that, we have many partnerships with Princess Cruise Lines and Perfect Bar and, you know, on and on and on some really uh, great ones that Again, all really are geared towards putting more butts in, in seats, as we like to call it, and filling that those those uh, kind of you know times in, in the studio where we don't have members coming in. So we'll continue to focus on driving those strategic relationships that we have, and then you know at some point there will be brands eleven and twelve. Uh, from an M and A standpoint, we'll acquire additional brands as we continue to grow the company. Yeah, sounds like sky's the limit. <laughs> uh, we feel so absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Lance, I've enjoyed talking to you. I, If there was one key takeaway that you really want our listeners to know and remember about Exponential, what would that be? Ooh, uh, <laughs> there's there's uh, so so many. <laughs> I, I think, you know, as far as our company goes, it's, it's a little bit unique in, in a number of ways, but I, I think a lot of our owners bring a little bit of passion to the business, which is, you know, kind of a not always the case, you know, in getting into business, what we set out to do initially was really to create something where, you know, our investors could get great returns on, on their initial investments, 
but also have a little fun while they're doing it and do something they really enjoy. We always say that if, you know, if it's just about the spreadsheet, if, if you will, no matter how much money you're making, if you hate what you're doing, you're not going to stick with that for very long. Uh, and on the other hand, if, you know, if you're doing it just as a passion project, but not making great returns or making good money, you're not going to stay with that very long either. So we've tried to create something that really uh, is all encompassing that our partners can get great returns, really love what they're doing, make a difference and a positive impact on people in, in their communities and stick with this for, you know, years to come. And then if they decide to sell that business at some point, get a nice, a really nice return, like I've done, you know, in, in selling businesses so that they can, you know, build some equity in something that's uh, of real value to them. So that's kind of the, I would say one of the unique things about our, our business that we, we provide that opportunity to, you know, we have a lot of corporate refugees that uh, we call it, you know, and that's not, not a bad thing, you know, f- folks have had illustrious careers in corporate America, but decided now to take control of, of their destiny and own their own business. And, and they've made a lot of money for other folks, but decided, you know, now's the time to make some money, make this, all this money for myself and, and, you know, build some equity in it and really love what I'm doing. So I think that's one of the things that's special about our company. Yeah. Well, Lance, I've definitely learned a lot about Exponential and I hope our listeners do as well, but if they're interested in learning more, what should the follow-up steps be? Oh, really simple. They can uh, reach out to us at exponential.com, drop the E, uh, of course. And uh, again, we'd be happy to uh, take them through an educational process to see if this is something that they might be interested in partnering with us on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lance. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.